Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, March 21, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket and it really leads into what happened at the end of last week. So what we're going to do is obviously review everything on the daily chart. We'll get a sense for where we are, what the chart is telling us, what the feedback is, what the important stuff is, but we also have to review the weekly chart. So last week, the market had a tremendous week finishing on the highs. They challenged or ran a test once again in the vicinity of, not quite getting to, but in the vicinity of the February lows, and then we had a reversal back up, and guess what? Look where they finished. They finished above last week, the 50-period moving average, and also above the high of the reversal candle from the week ending 225.22. So that was the reversal day, the reversal week, and now they finished back above the 50-period moving average, back above that reversal week. So what did we say at that time and since that time? What we said was, back to the daily chart, we're more likely to see the institutional participation. This would be the institutions that participated on the buy side of the market, specifically on this day, the 24th of February. They're going to play defense to preserve that low. That's what they've done thus far. In addition, we also had the ABC deal working. So we had the A leg up. The B leg down, they did the double doozy down here, but then they ended up going back up, completing technically above the high of the A leg. That deal is complete. They did the ABC routine. By the way, just as a glimpse over on the monthly chart, we do want to note that the monthly chart never hit the 20 period moving average. So from a very long-term perspective, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the bullish picture on the monthly chart, considering that there remain above all the moving averages, the trend is up, the trend is your friend until the very end. Now, if the market continued down from the February 24th low, instead of bouncing back up, if they continued lower, that would have had an opportunity to begin to change the trend on the monthly chart. They didn't do that. They didn't do that yet. Either way, they have not changed the trend on the monthly chart. We must note the trend is still up. Back to the daily. We're going to start to narrow things down. There's one more thing I want to mention from a long-term perspective. So we're up here back at the turn of the year, end of last year, end of 2021, into 2022. You're at highs. Now the market made a turn. Money was made on the way down. We made money on the way down in the Lazy Swing Trader product a couple of times on some shorts, made money on the bounce back up, made money on shorts and longs. But guess what? The money from a large picture perspective is made on the big turn. Now there will be another big turn coming in the future, but there's no big turn right now. The market's going up, the market's going down, but day in and day out, we're not in a big turn scenario. Now, it's a sniper type of market. You have to pick the right trade with the right setup and hold it for the right time. You got to take your profit and go about your business. 
All right, now where are we from a daily perspective on the daily chart? Well, let's notice a couple of things. We talked on Thursday about getting up into this area, the area they really got into today, and if they did it on Friday, it would have been a stone-cold short. They came up short, they tried into the end of the day, they almost got there, they kind of got there after hours. Let's talk about where we are, which is more important. We're at that 50% retracement. The 50% retracement from the high that was made at the turn of the year down to the low that was made in February, 50% retracement was about 445.30. The high today was slightly higher than that. The high happened to be 446.46. What was up there? The 200 period moving average. We had a breakdown candle high up in that vicinity. We talked about all this stuff up in this area before price got there. It would be garden variety overhead resistance. Now, here we are, and essentially the market got there, and now it puts in a sign and signal of a trend change. This is one of the ones that we teach in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. There's other ones, this is one of them. They're up there pretty much on time. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means a couple of things. We're on the lookout for a potential pullback. Doesn't mean a collapse, just a pullback. A pullback could be a pullback like this, and it could be a pullback that just runs sideways for a few days and eats some time off the clock, putting in some kind of bullish, flaggish kind of pattern. They do that also. If they do that, then they're essentially building energy for another move higher if they put in one of these flag patterns. That would signal a move up into and likely through the 100 period moving average. Let's take a look at some other charts and see if we can't derive any additional information that might be helpful leading into tomorrow and potentially beyond. Here's the 240 chart, and we're going to keep this very, very simple. We're going to use today's high, which is essentially has the appearance of some kind of a reversal type of candle. It's not a reversal candle, but they put in a little bit of a tail, and it was, in fact, on time. But here's the thing. As long as they stay on this chart above the 100 period moving average, we're going to ignore this and we're going to say they may be doing the thing we just described on the daily chart already on the 240 chart and just going sideways for a while, putting in a flag pattern up here. That's one scenario that's possible. Another thing is if you find price tomorrow above today's high, 446.46, then they're pushing higher to the next important spot. What's the next important spot? Well, inside the number members will have the next important spot first thing in the morning on Turnaround Tuesday. What if instead of going sideways, they decide to pull back a little bit? Where would be an area they would pull back to first, and then if that didn't work, meaning bounce the market or provided support, what would be the next spot? So let's give them both. First, you have just north of 337. Why is that? Well. Here's a breakup candle low. So right here, this low happens to be 437.22. Let's just say for argument's sake that they kept going lower and busted through that breakup candle low at 437 and change, where would they be going? Well, then they would be going down to most likely in the zone of 435 and likely a spike of 435. Why is that? Because that's a garden variety retracement. Again, we teach this in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. 
Most people don't know how to use the retracements. I teach precisely how to use the retracements using a variety of different time frames. Safety net below that is the 50 period moving average with the 20 sloping up. We'll call it 432 in that neighborhood. We're just giving some kind of general guideline information inside the number members. We'll have the specific numbers in the morning. What about the 120 chart? So what's developing here is we had this reversal candle on the 120 chart today, and now they're creeping up to what? Yeah, run a test of the high of that candle. Two options when they get there. Either they bust through or they gap over it tomorrow morning. That's an option as well. Or they run a test near the high, they get to the high, they bust through the high, but they can't, meaning cannot, close candles above that high, and then they would come down completing this kind of pattern off a reversal candle. Reversal candle, creep back up in a wedge formation, and then come back down again. And essentially, you also have some kind of an ABC as well. Put that stuff on a sticky note. Same thing on the hourly chart, same look, reversal candle, creeping up in a wedge formation. However, above all the moving averages. So is the trend the dominant thing, or this one reversal candle on an hourly chart the dominant thing? Well, let me say it this way. So the market was down here just a few days ago. Goes on a rocket ride all the way up here, has one reversal candle that looks very similar to the one down here, and then what? Well, we don't know yet, but right now they're putting in a wedge pattern, but they're above all the moving averages. The trend is the dominant thing. The trend on this hourly chart is up. That's the dominant thing. Not all reversal candles are made equal. Last comment while we have the daily chart up, and I'll say that, remember discussed last week, there was a tinfoil hat event over the weekend. The market did run up into that tinfoil hat event and basically stopped thus far. Went a little bit higher, but it's not doing the same thing that it was doing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday leading into the weekend and the tinfoil hat event. Doesn't mean it is a market turn, doesn't mean it's an acceleration, doesn't have to mean anything. It's an awareness type of thing. I've talked about these before. Sometimes we've seen violent turns out of these, and sometimes they're non-events. They're awareness stuff. Let's go over the Inside the Numbers commentary, then we'll circle back to Stocks on the Move. We had a happy Monday, zero dark 30 after a big rally week. The bulls were doing just fine, keeping price around last week's finish. After a big move, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of last week, it would be normal garden variety behavior even to pull back a little bit today while they ended up finishing just north of the flat line or around the flat line. They pulled back intraday, but that's normal market behavior after a big rally. The market doesn't go everywhere in a straight line. It goes up and down. There are ebbs and flows. That's the normal thing. So we had the first number put up on the board. We're looking up north. We have 446.63. Now, remember what the high of day was today. It was just short of that number. Let's get the visual. Back to the daily chart. The line represents 446.63. The high of day today was 446.46. They come up just penny short, but now it is, in fact, unfinished business. Why is that? And by the way, 
we've seen this before many, many times. Sometimes they come up short, sometimes they spike it through, but sometimes when they come up short and they pull away, and I'll go to what short it was in a moment, when they pull up short and they pull away back down, the next time up, they don't necessarily complete the unfinished business and then go back down, but yet they end up going higher. So that's food for thought. Let's go find out what this is from. Here's the hourly chart, and if we just scroll back in time, we'll find out there's an unfinished business type of gap situation right here, 446.63. They came up short, they didn't do it today, they're going to fill that gap. That's the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew doing their thing. Put that one on a sticky note. Now, we had some numbers above that. We didn't need them today, so we'll skip over that. But we flipped things around because we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So at zero dark 30, we need to look at both sides of the market. We have to be in uniform, prepared to go. We had 440 on the downside. If they're down there, we would look for a spike down to about 439.75. It's important, magnetic, and should be support. Below that is a problem. We didn't need that because they never actually got to that number. Let's go back to the charts for a second. 439.75. They never even got to the big fat round number of 440. I was looking for a spike through it. They didn't do that. 440 slash 439.75 is considered unfinished business. Doesn't mean they have to go hit it in the morning. I'm just saying if they're down there, be aware that that number down there just below 440 is important. Doesn't mean that it's a buy level anymore. It would have been today, but they didn't get there. They came up short, but yet it's still important. Let's continue on, see what happens as the day begins to get underway. The first thing we notice, and this is long before the open, looking at the big picture intraday stuff. They're hanging around last week's close, which is a pretty good indicator they haven't reached the destination up north that they set out for just yet. What's up north? Well, they have a 200 period moving average. Well, they did that today. 446, there was a gap at 446.63. That's the thing they missed. 50% retracement, 445.30. So they did that. So they did two out of the three things that we outlined this morning before the opening bell. It was a zone up there, it's magnetic, and it draws price in. That's the way the market works. So they started hitting that stuff. They were heading for the 446.63. They didn't get there. What I was saying at the time, right after the opening bell, there should be a reaction to the 446.63, meaning you could have taken a short trade, or traders could have taken a short trade looking for a reaction off 446.63. They didn't do it. They came up short. They do that all the time. They leave traders who are long looking to exit at the gap. They leave them holding the bag, and they leave traders waiting for the gap to short the market. They leave them holding the bag as well. It's a big bag-holding event right after the opening bell. And we're moving along. It was really a quiet tape for most of the morning session. At one point, they pulled the rug out out of nowhere, but we'll get to that later. Here's your 445.30. It's not one of my numbers, but it's the 50% retracement place. We're moving along. By 9.54, we've got an identifier. 443.90, give or take, is an important spot. At the time, I was interested in 442.20 if reached sooner than later for a bounce back in the other direction. 
Now we're on a five-minute chart. Let's get our faculties on those two numbers. So the first one was 443.90. So you could see what happened early in the day. They came down for a visit to 443.90, but I was interested in a trade at 442.20, and they came up short and went back in the other direction. And as the day grew underway and it got into that middle part of the day around lunchtime, there wasn't a lot going on other than that one point where they pulled the rug out. But you can read the notes and go back to the chart to double check the work. The numbers were all there. They traded in a range today. We had all the numbers pinpointed right before and after the opening bell. I urge you to read the notes, pause the video, and double check the work because if you're interested or already active trading the market during the trading day, this is a great guideline that you can use each and every day. By the way, service announcement Wednesday. I have an appointment early. It's unavoidable, so there won't be any inside the numbers. I'll put what I can on the board early, but I have to leave early, so it's dependent upon what's happening in the pre-market. There may or may not be something on the board worthwhile. Happens once in a while, it is what it is, we'll be back in business either in the afternoon if need be, or on Thursday. Let's take a look at stocks on the move. Was there any money made today from stocks on the move? We had Delta Airlines, United Airlines, and Alibaba. Love, which is Southwest, and Boeing didn't hit their price objectives, and when that happens, they're off the board, they become what we call no trades. And by the way, before we get over to the stocks on the move charts, you can see here that the 443.90, and we're looking specifically in the afternoon, and the 442.20, or give or take, certainly were important numbers. The market traded in that range until the last candle of the day, last few minutes of the day, breaking out on the top side of that range, but that's just tricking company doing their thing into the closing bell. I mentioned that Southwest, Love, L-U-V, didn't hit their price objective or entry target in the morning, but look what happened. The low happened to be 42.26, and the low posted on the board, or the number entry target posted on the board, was 41.02. So it was one of those screw jobs, but look what happened. They had a rocket ride away, so we know the numbers are important, but sometimes they just don't hit the exact number. It happens, but I just wanted to point out that the numbers work. How about Delta? So Delta did the thing where they came close and then they hung around and hovered over it or ate time off the clock for a while before coming into the number. So that's also a no trade because we don't like that. We don't like when they hover over it. We like them to come in quickly. It tells us, and it's more important that it tells us that's likely the destination because they're in a hurry to get there. We don't like the creepers. Was that number 3617 or in that area important? Yeah, look what happened all afternoon. They hung around just underneath that number. They kept beating on it all afternoon long. How about United Airlines? So this one was a little bit different, kind of did the same thing, but some traders took this trade, other traders took a pass. Here's a five-minute chart. You can make a case that came too close, bounced away, traders pitched it, other traders took the trade. Either way, it's one of those, it still worked, but they really didn't do it in the perfect manner in which we would like. We're not in search of perfect, but we would certainly have liked them to come in here before 10 o'clock rather than doing this dipsy doodle. What's the takeaway? The numbers work. How about BABA? 99.50 was the number. They come into it. Nice rocket ride away. Never look back. 
Nice trade. A lot of traders took this one. Baba's on the board a lot because the numbers are working. Nice trade on Baba. How's it going over in Camp IWM? So daily chart, they get above the 20 and the 50 period moving average last week. At present, they're challenging this pivot high area over here. Maybe they bust through it shorter time frame. Maybe they have to eat some time off the clock for a while. And if they do that, they would be building energy to do what? You got it. Go right up into this 100 period moving average. Call it 214, 215, neck of the woods. Next area of overhead resistance is, in fact, about 215. That's from a bigger picture perspective. I'm not saying they're going there tomorrow. I'm just saying if they continue in rally mode, they would be targeting 214, 215. Shorter picture perspective, 240-minute chart, reversal candle. If they can't get above the high of this candle from today, then the price will come down into these moving averages. That's the way the market works. Doesn't mean they're not going back up later, but there's nothing wrong with this. Check this out. Let's just say this is the case. So you have a low that was put in. They rally up. They pull back. They make a higher low. They rally up. They pull back. They make a higher low. They rally up. They pull back. That's the way the market works. At present, it's not that that is going on, but that's certainly on the table. What about the folks down at the transportation department? We had that enormous rocket ride last week, and what are they doing now? They're just doing the sideways thing like we described in the SPY and the IWM, and here are the transports. They're already doing the sideways thing. Now think about that for a minute. Are they ahead of the power curve? Meaning, is this, since my favorite market leading indicator, is this actually projecting what's likely to happen over the next few days in other markets, and it's just giving you a preview. It's possible. We don't know that for a fact, but that's what's happening at present. Daily chart. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. 16,008 and a quarter is a gap. They haven't hit that gap yet. They keep building energy going sideways, eating time off the clock, and they, guess what? They will hit that gap, and whether or not they stop at that gap depends on how much time they eat off the clock. Let's say they ran up there tomorrow. Chances are they probably get rejected from that gap right away. However, let's say they eat time off the clock for another three, four, five days. No dice. They're going to go through that gap if they make another push higher. That's what happens under normal garden variety conditions. Doesn't mean every time, but that's the read. What about the Q people? Anything going on here? Not really. They traded up into the 50 period moving average on Friday. They basically didn't go anywhere today. They still are at the 50-period moving average, spiked a little above, finished with a sign or signal of a trend change. Since it's on time, we have to be aware that if they're not going above today's high, then it's likely we're looking at either a pullback type of scenario or a sideways eating time off the clock type of scenario. Same as the SPY. The financials, no change up into the moving averages. They're doing the same thing. Today was basically a way station day across the markets. Some were up a little bit, some were down a little bit, but they really weren't ever too far from the flat line. Smash Mouth looks like all the other charts. Interestingly enough, they've chosen not to hit the 50 period moving average yet. Why is that? Because Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew just wanted to pull something else out of their sleeve. That's it. They're basically in the same technical position from a shorter time frame as many of the other markets, but 
Keep in mind, the SMH is not in the same position as other markets on the daily chart and beyond. Just as an aside, you have highs, you have a lower high. You don't know yet, but it could be another lower high that could be rejected, and this could be a canary in the coal mine. That's certainly possible because the semiconductors is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So we have to watch this. Weekly chart, they closed above the 50-week moving average on Friday, and they're hovering right around the same place today. This is a weekly chart, so it doesn't really matter where they are intra-week. matters where they close the week at the end of the week. But they did close above the 50-week moving average last week. There are no accidents or coincidences. They could have chosen to close below it, but they made the choice to close above. It's a note. It's a puzzle piece. It's on a sticky note. We move on. And on the monthly chart, since we did look at the monthly chart of some other stuff, we do need to note that they did hit the 20-month moving average, and had a rocket ride away from that area on the monthly chart. Again, it's important that we look across the board at all different charts. Each chart gets treated independent from one another. What they did on the monthly chart is garden variety monthly chart behavior. There's nothing wrong with the trend on the monthly chart. It came into home base, ran a test, bounced off of it. The trend is up. Period. Full stop. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.